0: Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Nihongo Master Podcast. I'm your host Azra, and I'm excited to introduce you to Season 5. Our last season looked at all things Japan travel, virtually trotting around the island nation. So we've been there, done that, and after all of that, we decided, yeah, alright, I'm going to live in Japan. That's great! That's exactly where my mind went through after my first few Japan trips. Now, after living in Japan for almost three years, I have a few tips and secrets up my sleeve. Welcome to Season 5 theme, living we'll look at everything there is to know about life in Japan. You can look forward to episodes discussing about culture shock, Japan life lessons, and even ones like a rundown on how to settle down in the land of the rising sun. Today though, we're kicking this season off with 3 pros and 3 cons of living in Japan, just to ease you guys into the theme. No country is perfect, just as no one person is perfect. It's when the good outweighs the bad and makes everything all worthwhile. So, without further ado, Let's run down a list of the pros and cons, based on my own personal experiences in my 2-3 years of life in Japan. The first pro is, the food. Don't tell me you've never heard of ramen or sushi. Washoku, which means Japanese cuisine in Japanese, is world famous. Even those who've never been to Japan have tried the seaweed roll and noodle dish at some point in their lives. In fact, the highlight for most when they first travel to Japan is to try out the local cuisine. Nothing beats a bowl of ramen than in Japan itself. Trust me. To add on, Japanese food is healthy, or karadani-i in Japanese, especially in comparison to a lot of other countries' cuisine. I'm a Singaporean Malay, and Malaysian cuisine boasts fried and oily. I'm convinced my moving to Japan might have potentially earned me back a couple of years of lifespan. But healthy doesn't mean tasteless. Everything from miso soup and oden to white meat and excessive veggies just adds on to the Japanese diet. It's no wonder Japan has the oldest expectancy in the world, with men living to almost 80 and women to almost 90. And on top of that, you have quite the variety of food in Japan. Sure, you get your washoku of sushi, ramen, okonomiyaki and all, but you also have more than a few choices of yôshoku, western food. Burgers, pizza, sandwiches, pasta, you name it, Japan has it, and more. Here's a quick vocab recap. WASHOKU, Japanese cuisine yōshoku, Western food. kārada ni ii, healthy. Literally translates as, good for the body. We move on to the first con, and that is, also the food. You might be thinking, how can one point be both a pro and a con? It definitely can, because I definitely feel like it is. I love Japanese food, trust me, I really do. But when it's the only type of cuisine most accessible and cheapest, I can sometimes feel like a downer. Some might think it's because of the excessive seafood and rice, but that's not what I think. It's just as easy and cheap to get a donburi, which is a beef rice bowl, as it is to get sushi. It's more of the variety. And when I say variety, I meant more about the way it's made. While you can get your burger fixed just as easily, it's not the same as back home. It's Japanified, if you will. The flavours of a lot of things are very much tweaked to suit the taste palettes of the locals, Take Indo curry, Indian curry, for example. I'm used to the spicy and oily type of curry. I've had my fill of creamy, sweet, orama in Japanese, Indian curry when I expected nothing of the sort. Here, it's a hit or miss of which type of curry you're going to get when stepping into an Indian restaurant. I consider myself lucky if I find a restaurant that tastes just like home. A lot of the time, you're not going to luck out on that. Your best bet is searching high and low for ingredients and cooking the dish yourself. Here's the quick vocab recap. Tonburi Rice bowl Indo India Kare curry Amai Sweet Our second pro on the list is getting a job. If you're worried about not being able to support yourself when you're out here, don't worry, that's not going to happen. It's pretty painless to learn a Shigoto to mean job here, even without being in the country itself. You can easily impress the interviewers miles away, just through a video call. One of the best ways to get a job here is by applying for English teaching ones. There seems to always be an abundance of them all year round, and especially right before the new semester, April and September. You don't necessarily need to have a background in teaching. If you're an English native or fluent in a language, your chances of being an ego Sensei, English teacher, is relatively high. You'll have a stable job, a steady paycheck, and living arrangements all sorted out for you. There are other channels to get other types of jobs in the country. Recently, Japan is actively bringing in more foreign talent into the country due to the drastic ageing population. More and more countries are eligible for a working holiday visa here that lets you get a part-time job and job hunt for a full-time position while you go off and do touristy things. There's also the self-sponsorship option, but that's a whole other topic altogether. Long story short, it's never been easier to start a life in Japan than it is now. Here's a quick vocab recap. Shigoto, job, ego, English. You can use go to mean language at the end of a lot of countries' names. For example, Spanish is Spain go. Sensei, teacher. Another word for teacher is kyoshi. Moving on to our second con, and that's not having a work life balance. I bet some of us have read about this online. The working culture in Japan is pretty tough. It's all work and no play. Working hours are crazy. You're expected to turn up early and work till late. Oh, but don't expect overtime pay. I've heard from some of the locals that they're not allowed to leave until the boss does. If the big man decides to stay till 10pm that day, everyone's expected to stay till at least 10.30pm. There's also the talk of taking Yasumi, or day off, from work. That's like an unspoken no-no and could potentially impact your chances of getting a job in the future. And if you fall sick or have an illness, byoki in Japanese, you're expected to use your vacation time. But taking time off is not allowed, so how does that work? I've known people who have their time off saved for years and never using them. The only time they go on holiday is during shukujitsu, public holiday, like golden week or silver week. But hey, I also know people who have great work-life balance, so I guess it all boils down to personal choice. Anyway, here's a quick vocab recap. Illness. Yasumi, it literally means to take a rest, but can also refer to day off. Shukujitsu, public holiday. By the way, if you haven't checked out our official website yet, why not give it a browse? At Nihongo Master, we offer efficient Japanese lessons that are quick, easy, and fun for Japanese language learners of all levels, from beginners to advanced. Our smart tools will assist you in areas where you need a little bit of a push and congratulate you on the ones you've aced. With a community of over 50,000 Japanese students, you're not alone on your learning journey. Make new friends and improve together with our points system, collecting points as you go along. Ask away any questions you have on our group discussion pages. There's sure to be others as well as our Japanese instructors that are quick to answer. You can also take Nihongo Master with you on the go and learn Japanese as you trot the globe. Practical, right? Our last pro on the list is convenience. And I mean all sorts of convenience, but mainly two. Public transport and shopping. Public transportation in Japan is without a doubt exceptional. If you've listened to Season 4, Episode 5, you already know that the densha, train, here is no joke. They're always accurately on time, if not early, and they can get you anywhere you want to go. But the bus system is also convenient, or benri in Japanese. When there's no train service, you can always find a bus or two to get you around. Other than in Okinawa, I never felt a car was more convenient than public transport. And if you're a shopper like me, whether it's grocery shopping or clothes shopping, then Japan's the right place to be. Kaimono, to mean shopping, here is nothing but the best. You have everything from shopping malls to shopping streets scattered all around the island nation. And of course, the best type of convenience is the konbini, convenience store. Nothing's quite like a midnight kombini snack with a can of 3% horoyoi, an alcoholic beverage. Here's a quick vocab recap. Densha, trains. Benri, convenient. Kaimono, shopping. You can say suru to mean to go shopping. Konbini, convenience store. For our last con, we won't go into much detail at the moment, but definitely something worth mentioning. Space. If you come from a country with abundant space like the US, this would probably be a huge shift for you. I'm from Singapore, so space has never been a luxury. But even for me, it's a shift. Japan makes use of their space like no other. You won't find a plot of land unoccupied. Houses, or Ie in Japanese, are built right next to each other. You're lucky if you get more than a meter's gap from wall to wall. And the plot of land the house was built on, not the biggest. Aparto, apartments, are the same, not the biggest. And that's just buildings. There's also space when it comes to people. If you're in a busy city, or toshi, like Tokyo or Osaka, your personal space would always be invaded. Whether it's during rush hour or just walking down the street, expect a crowd and nothing less. From the size of accommodation to the space between you and the next person on the train, it's not... It's a sacrifice you have to make when living in Japan. We're going to be talking about space fairly a lot throughout the season, so keep your ears tuned. Here's a quick vocab recap. Ie. House. Apartment. Toshi. City. And there you have it! The top 3 pros and 3 cons of living in Japan. Everyone's experience is different, and these are based on not only mine, but also a few other people I know who are living in Japan too. Do you have any questions about living in Japan, or life in Japan in general? Send us your questions on our social media platforms, and we just might answer them in our next few episodes. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Also, head over to the Nihongo Master blog if you're interested in reading up on topics like these some more. And if you're keen on picking up some more Japanese for yourself, pop onto our official website, nihongomaster.com, to learn more. While you're at it, why not get yourself a subscription? Get a head start on your Nihongo journey with Nihongo Master. Thank you so much for listening in, and join me in the next one where I'll be walking down the avenue of Japan's rich culture. Mata ne.